Well, we're back from our break, and this is Gary Kinneman. You're listening to Faith Talk Radio 1360, and I have in the studio with me today live Brian Mancini, who is uh, an Iraq War veteran. He was there part of the surge and was severely wounded, uh, was in recovery for three years. You, you get one Purple Heart for every six months you're in recovery, right? <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> You get uh, <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Uh, you actually get uh, a purple heart for every time you get wounded. Actually, I'm a double purple heart recipient. Oh gosh, yeah. So, so what you got? You were wounded, and you came back. You went back out there. I, I got wounded my first tour. Yes, I was hit with an RPG, and then um, and then hit with a roadside bomb the second oh, tour. Yep. I think I just quit when I hear the first explosion. You know, I mean, you guys are crazy. And uh, we have another guest with us, uh, Mike Wold. He stepped in. Uh, he got lost in the parking garage here. It's it's very difficult. Uh, if you want to be on the radio here, KPXQ, you need to leave your home early in the morning <laughs> if, if you've never been here before. Uh, anyway, Mike uh, Mike has been working uh, with Brian. Is that correct? I mean, I, I said, I think I met you. And yeah, and then we yeah. decided I, we met when Brian spoke, and I heard him there. I was facilitating yeah. a meeting at the Catholic uh, Charities. And uh, so... Just uh, tell us quickly what you do, and then we're going to get back to Brian because uh, he left us hanging at the break. Okay. Well, I'm a member of the Outreach for Veterans and Military Families Ministry at uh, at the uh, uh, Francisco Renewal Center, and uh, over, we have a spiritual healing uh, subcommittee. I'm on that, and I'm I uh, my job is to bring uh, spiritual healing uh, and psychological healing really uh, retreat for veterans. Um, I bring in uh, Father Michael Lapsley, uh, apartheid, uh, anti-apartheid uh, Anglican priest who's worked with Nelson Mandela and Desmond Tutu and wow. developed an institute to uh, create these retreats. So wow. that's kind of what I'm in charge of. Wow. And we're going to talk about that because you, 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 you were talking about music and art and, and uh, yoga and all kinds, all of, kinds of other right. stuff. But then, uh, you know, that's, they sort of orbit around Jesus, right? Well, you know, here's the deal. Physically, emotionally, and spiritually, we all get wounded. And um, our veterans more so than ever. Uh, we've had our nation's longest-running conflict uh, after 14 years on two battlefronts. And so where I left you off is, is through my personal experience and in, in, in what I was finding out as a medic, I felt like I had some, some knowledge on how to heal and, and approach my own healing. I then uh, reached out. Uh, put a 45-page concept paper on the way ahead and reached out to a number of different behavior health organizations and hospitals in the community. And uh, we've developed a 12-week PTSD treatment program. And um, what we've also done is been able to work with community organizations such as behavior, uh, such as Taros and developing a 12-week PTSD treatment program that integrates complementary and alternative therapies. Um, that organization is the name by the name of Taros, and that program is Advancing Heroes. And we were able to fold in some of the things that I found that helped me in my personal healing journey into that 12-week PTSD program with Taros, and they do an amazing job. From there, our organization developed what's called Operation Healing Journey, and we uh, create customized healing calendars for veterans uh, utilizing the resources from the nonprofit sector and the for-profit sector, really focusing on the physical, emotional, and spiritual healing. Um, we uh, sit down in cafes all across the valley, and we interact with veterans very one-on-one. -on -one. We buy them a meal. We listen to their hearts. We listen to their struggles. We listen to their pain and their, and their PTSD issues. 
And we try to find local resources within a five-mile radius to help offset some of those issues that they're dealing with, such as pain management modalities like acupuncture or massage therapy or chiropractic care. Um, we also teach them how to maybe try to find tools to manage their PTSD in a healthy way, such as yoga or Tai Chi or deep breathing exercises. And we really try to overwhelm the senses in using the outdoor recreational therapies and animal therapies, just like our senses were overwhelmed in a negative way. We believe that if we can overwhelm the senses in a positive way, then we can help in this healing process. So it really, um, this program really allows for an opportunity to introduce veterans to physical and emotional healing that they may have not had had previously. Um, Mike Wold has been an amazing partner in the community. He's come alongside me. And through this journey, I, I realized that there was some spiritual healing that needed to take place um, that I wasn't able to provide as a, as a veterans organization. And I really needed to get the faith-based community involved in trying to get them to realize that there's spiritual healing in, in this community where there's a 10% veteran population that needs to be addressed. And that's where I met you originally. And uh, me and Mike uh, did that presentation. And Mike's really come alongside me with a lot of the projects that he's done. And he's really helped convince and support a lot of the, non or the, the congregations in the Valley to develop programs for veterans in the spiritual healing. Well, Sven, do you have a website, Mike? Uh, no, I do not. But there is a website for the Francisco Renewal Center. And uh, our outreach ministry is on that website. On that website. Mm -hmm. uh, FranciscanRenewalCenter.org? Uh, it's thecasa.org. Uh, <laughs> thecasa.org. C-A-S-A.org. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so uh, you were telling me, Mike, just uh, as you stepped in, that uh, I think before we went back on the air, that, that you're a Navy veteran. Yes, I am. So talk about that. But you, you said you, you drifted away. I mean, you kind of you disengaged. Well, I, I was a Navy veteran, Vietnam Navy veteran, uh, 7th Fleet, and we went up and down the coast of Vietnam with the 7th Fleet. I saw a lot, of, a lot of my friends were not as fortunate to be off the coast. They were on land, and I lost some friends there. And like many Vietnam veterans, when we came back, uh, took our uniforms off and went into the woodwork, uh, had our careers and everything else. Fast forward to 2007, I started realizing a gentleman came to our church and started talking about the role of faith communities. I realized I missed the, I missed the boat. Uh, it was like I got, I, I was doing okay. You know, but not a Navy veteran okay. doesn't want to say, I missed the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but, and I had to, I only missed it once, but that's another story. Uh, but at any rate, uh, the, the faith community, I realized the faith community has a big uh, impact. And so as a result of that, uh, that talk, I got back in, and uh, I thought I'd be dealing primarily with uh, young vets, but the healing with respect to Vietnam vets and older vets is some of it's just starting to take place. Some of the dreams are just starting to occur. Yeah, it's interesting. So uh, you just were sailing up and down the coast. Uh, in what, what, what capacity? I'm going to derail the, you here just a yeah, little bit. I was a naval officer on an oiler. Oh, okay. And we, we basically refueled all the fleet. Okay. Um, and, you know, did, I did uh, two cruises with that. Yeah. Going from uh, your Navy vets, now I know about Subic Bay. Yeah, I yeah. know about uh, South China Sea. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the Tonkin Gulf Yacht Club is what we call <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. Oh, my, my son was in the 7th Fleet. Um, he was, he's in the band. I think I told you that. Yeah, my my son is in the yep. navy. He's been in the navy eight years, and he's been in the he's in the band and plays the trumpet. And uh, he uh, he was in Japan. He was stationed in Yokosuka mm -hmm. for for, uh, for three years. 
Uh, not not the same kind of dangerous job. When when he said he wanted to join the Navy, my wife cried, and I said, "Well, they don't have any they don't have any parades in Baghdad. He's not going to be doing parades, marching, playing Stars and Stripes forever." <laughs> so he. You want to say something, Brian? No, no. I just, <laughs> hey, you know, uh, if you're going to join the military, I guess that's the safe, safest way to do it. Uh, yeah. Join the band. So, join the know, band. Hey, we, unless, love, we, we love what they do for our morale and welfare yeah. when we're in. So they're, and they, uh, unless you're in the Marines, I understand that the Marines, they're, uh, they carry a gun first and a trumpet second. So, uh, yeah, so, so anyway, uh, you guys have been working together. And uh, Brian's got a website. I want to mention it again. It's called? TheHonorHouse.org. TheHonorHouse.org, and you can read about his ministry. And I just want to ask you, um, you know, what, what can people do to help vets? You know, I, I was a pastor for a number of years, and I was a pastor, you know, the, the toughest time in some ways was uh, the, f- the first years of the first decade of the new century. You know, 2001, we all experienced the terror of what happened in New York City and in the Pentagon, Pennsylvania, and we went to war, and I had, I had lots, of, um, lots of folks in my church who had family in the military. We had support for, for veterans' families. Um, one guy, he was, he was in the front lines, and when the, I, I still have a, t- a Time magazine. Uh, you open up to the full-page sp- spread. It's a photographic uh, uh, report of some of the initial days of the invasion, and he, he's, he's right there in a two-page spread. And uh, his mother, that's when his mother, his mother saw someone called her and said, Matt's in, the, in Time magazine. So we had a support, we had a support group, and I'm kind of surprised that more churches don't actually have uh, support groups, just fellowship, a fellowship group at least once a month for guys who are veterans, because every church has veterans. You know, when when uh, Veterans Day rolls around and Memorial Day, we always had veterans stand and applauded their service to the country. Uh, but uh, churches don't take advantage of that because they, they could be providing a wonderful service, a place of connection, and could actually be a place, uh, it could be a, an entry point into the church uh, for other guys who have served, or, and women. And they can provide healing. And they can provide healing, of yep, course. That's... Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, you know, after... Like I said, you know, 14 years of war, there's definitely, um, in this community, there's a 10% veteran population. Let me put that in context. 10%. So one out of every 10 adults? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so on the national average, it's less than 1%. So we have a significant um, veteran population in this community. So know that uh, going forward in this dialogue. So as we, as we know that and we recognize that this generation is an all-volunteer force and we've been at war for 14 years and that the family and the veteran um, have, have had traumas. And if we want to be proactive versus reactive in preventing some of the systemic breakdowns that we've seen coming out of conflict in the past, we need to get the faith-based community engaged. And that's the breaking down of the family dynamic. That's the homelessness. That's the suicide. That's the addiction issues. The faith-based community can play a pivotal role in that. Um, the physical injuries that we sustain in combat, the, spirit, the emotional injuries that we sustain in combat can all be enhanced by the faith-based community in our healing process. 
Um, and we need to get those faith-based communities engaged, and there's a number of different ways they can do that. We need to switch the mindset from saying thank you and shaking someone's hand to engaging that veteran, taking him out to a coffee. There's a lot of Vietnam-era veterans like Mike Wold in our congregations. They've learned a lot of lessons over the last 30, 40 years, and they don't have to they can reach back for our veterans um, that are coming home, so they don't have to learn some of the hard lessons that they learned. That would be a very simple entry point in getting um, some of our congregations involved. And I know that Mike wants to talk more about that when we come home or uh, when we come back after the break, uh, about other ways that we can get the faith-based community involved. We're going to talk about that when we come back. And uh, you do great. You're doing wonderful here on the radio, live radio. And uh, we're talking with Brian Mancini. Uh, Middle East, a, a vet from the Middle East, severely wounded, and is now helping other veterans. And we're going to talk about what you can do to help. We'll be right back. <laughs> 